Um, who is it? It's uh, Barry and Roscoe. Unfortunately. Welcome. It's time to She's get old uh, Stephen Claus to welcome to the party. Uh, Santa Claus. Slash Claus, right. Anyways, it's time for to get dirty down. <laughs> down and dirty. Just, where's the food and drink? It's right over here. Uh, you know what? I'll take a thought. Let's just stick to the food. Is uh, Brother Aiden here? R- right this way, gentlemen. Right this way. Barry, glad you're here. Do you happen to be in that Christmas still? Oh, Roscoe, I wasn't expecting you Hello, here. Brother Aiden. I, I have the Christmas donation you asked for. What donation? Yeah. What donation? Well, um, Brother Aiden was telling me that the church likes to take donations on Christmas Day that, you know, so that orphans can have party on New Year's. That's not what I said, Barry. There must be a misunderstanding. Are you calling him a liar? Um, yeah, you said it was New Year's New Kids Foundation. Are you just trying to get money for some illegitimate kids of yours? Uh, hey, I got eggnog. Uh, that's an extra nutmeg in it if you catch my drift. Eggnog? I love eggnog. I, no, I'll have no, some. no, Barry. That has alcohol in it. Like the lemonade you made the other day? <clears throat> that's the nutmeg. Good job, Barry. You win. That wasn't just alcohol, if I remember. Well, right. What, what did I win? Uh, eggnog? Good lord, Barry. Which let's let's just leave. Meryl, what's good, Roscoe? What uh? How do I ask this? What are your walls made from? Oh, I guess would be the way of putting um, it. You know, uh, wall, wall stuff. Huh? Well, you're an incredible artist because these walls look like a bunch of lighters to me. Meryl? Uh, yeah, Roscoe? Are are these all the lighters you've stolen from me over the years? I wouldn't say that exactly. Well, I just recently lost a large pack of, of them. And a window. And I couldn't help but notice that your front window looks suspiciously like the window that is now gone. Well, uh, 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 get, get out of my house. I said a crack is canceling Christmas party. Why? Brother Aiden hasn't even received the donation yet. And he's not going to. Let's go back to the ranch house. The Gomez family has made pasole and tamales, and I don't want to miss it. Well, why are you here if you want to make that donation? I'm sure the church could use it, Barry. I will end you, Brayden. But uh, what about the kids, Roscoe? There are no kids. There will be. Then get a real job, you scab. He has one. He helps me cook. I don't want to know about it, Meryl. I don't want to know about anything anything about y'all's business relationship. I, I didn't know Brother Aiden knew how to cook. What's your favorite dish to make? Not that kind of cook. You know what? It doesn't matter. We're leaving, Barry. Meryl, the next time you take something from me, I'll call Jimothy myself and show him the camera footage that I didn't this time. You had cameras? Yeah. There's like five of them. How did you and Sheriff Dumbass miss both miss them? They're not small. Um, do you, do you want your ladders back? Yeah. Uh, here, this one should do. No, that was load-bearing!
Boom. Boom, baby. Uh, Jordy is here with us, uh, and he's probably tired from doing what we talked about him doing in the last episode. Yeah, and I'm sure Jordan didn't listen. Yeah, so he no, no Jordan for sure listened, so he knows exactly what we're talking about. Right, Jordan? Yeah, definitely. This away from you before you taint it. Yep, 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 yep. anti-holy water. <laughs> um, <laughs> dirty boy. Dirty boy. Dirty. <laughs> Um, so if you guys are new here, uh, I am your host, Justin Reyes. Your I'm your host, Brad Reyes. Reyes. This is your co-host, host, host, Justin Reyes. Host, 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 host Justin. Host, Justin. Host, host, Brad. Host, Brad. Uh, this is our co-host brother, uh, Jordan. Co-co-host for this. So day. we have the oldest brother, Bryson. Co-guest, then you have your host, the second oldest is Justin. Third oldest, co-host, host, Brad. Third oldest, the fourth oldest, uh, Jordy. Penis liquor. Uh, so <laughs> wow. Dirty boy. Dirty. 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 Dirty boy. Um, first of all, Merry Christmas, Merry, Merry Chrysler. Um, we got finally got a twenty-one-year-old turd nugget in the, in the house. Um, oh yeah, do you want some Bailey's? Um, Jordy, I don't even know where Bailey's at. I have Bailey's ice cream. Do you know Bailey's allergic to Bailey's ice cream? Is she? Yeah, hilarious. Nice. Yeah, Bailey's allergic to Bailey's. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Bailey's our cousin. Our, our uh, yeah, our dad's youngest sister's oldest daughter. Yeah. We talked about getting Jordy drunk last time, huh? So we just didn't it didn't work. We did not yeah. plan accordingly. No. You have eggnog? I do. I have rum. We gotta use it for the house. We're though. gonna go to yeah. Well he's gonna drink here in a little bit. Mimosas yeah. and eggnog? Cakenog? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mimosas is fine. Cakenog later. Um, <laughs> I don't want to mix them. I don't know if that's going to be too good on the stomach. <laughs> I, it might be fine. I don't know. My stomach's already grumbling from yesterday. Grumbling? Grumbling. It's grumbling and grumbling. Yeah. The rumbling, one might say. If you said grumbling and rumbling and the rumbling. Aiden <laughs> <laughs> Yeager. People were disappointed with the ending. I was like, "Is it wasn't going to end any other way. What? Uh, Attack on Titan. You wouldn't you should Oh, watch yeah, it. no one cares. Uh, Christmas. You should watch it. It's very good. Yeah, I probably won't. The art's um, weird, but it, the story's amazing. Yeah. I don't even like Titan. They, neither do they. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting, I don't even like Tacking, so. Neither do they. You know. That's yeah, cool. you do. That ass. How dare you. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know what that was, um, but I do know that today's episode, we're going to touch on Christmas, we're going to touch on Santa, and then we're going to talk about the Christmas tree, and then we're going to get the heck out of here. Yeah, I imagine it won't be a very long episode. Um, it's about uh, six pages worth of notes. Yeah, we'll dive in, dive out. Yeah. Yeah, swim. We'll wang, we'll chung. You know. Get a little mm. wacky wild. Can we play the game again? Uh, I don't know. Okay, uh, so... <laughs> Kind of forced him. Over. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't going to show up. Um, she goes to show what kind of brother he is. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> wow. Pot shots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so <laughs> real quick, have you, uh, what if season two, first episode dropped yesterday. Second uh, episode's out today. I'll, I'll watch, I'll be watching them before mm-hmm. the next. It is like nine days in a row. They're going to be putting out. Nice. Episodes. Nice. Uh, first one was, was solid. I watched it last night. Nice. It's good. We're going to release one on Christmas? Yeah, every day for the next nine days. I wonder if it's going to be Christmas themed. I think it is because it's the Happy Hogan Saves Christmas. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. Happy Hogan gets an episode. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, this first one was uh, what if Gamora, or not Gamora, Nebula joins the Nova Corps. Oh, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'll be watching it. I'll be watching it. I didn't realize it dropped today uh, or yesterday. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I forgot for a second. Then I saw someone posted on uh, on X, formerly known as Twitter. I I've purposely been that. trying to like avoid all of those things, so that way I don't get spoilies because uh, a, a Deadpool three is coming out, and I really don't want to be spoiled. On it. Yeah, uh, we talked about last episode. Like Ryan Reynolds was like, "Dude, don't spoil this. We're trying to make it cool and like good. Don't I don't know what the purpose of posting pictures is. Yeah, please stop. Don't be that guy. Did I don't want to see know. that Insomnia games got. Hacked and up to 2030, all their games got released. Yeah. Yeah. Wolverine, Wolverine Spider Man 3. Yeah. Two terabytes of information um, on games and gameplay. God, there's another, there's another, there's like three games that I like want to play. Wolverine looks so good. It, it looks so good. I've seen the the footage from Wolverine. looks good. It looks, it looks like Uncharted. Didn't GTA, like, they're, they also got like GTA yeah, 6 they got uploaded like heavy. a bunch of Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got, the trailer got leaked. And pro- so Rockstar basically said, all right, we're supposed to try there anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one wasn't a hack. Also, that was a, a wait one of the creators. <laughs> his son. His son got on the computer and uploaded it. Yeah. And he got fired for it. Rough. Yep. And he Don't was there for like 20 years. Dumbass kids. Yep. Yeah. I wouldn't have fired him. I would have I would have fined him. Like, he wouldn't have gotten a good bonus or something. You give him a some sort on of, a wrist. Some sort of punishment. But yeah. you've been there for 20 years. You've made one mistake. Maybe he didn't make one mistake. There's just a bunch we don't know about. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't know the full the yeah. full scope of the story. Um, that was just kind of the final straw. Like you're yeah. being so careless that you let a, a huge trailer release that we were gonna you know hype up and all that stuff and then, yeah. then let it out. Well, you should have like, your stuff protected from your kids too. Yeah. I think it's like Marvel and Insomnia Games just does Marvel games so so much justice. Yeah. Um, it works right because there's there's a there's a Spider-Man Wolverine and then there's another one. Then they're releasing Venom next year. Wolverine, and there is another one. I forgot. Um, there's like another character's getting a some love. Yeah, I was trying to remember. Scarlet Witch. No, it's not Scarlet Witch. No. A Doctor Strange game would be pretty dope. Ratchet though. and Clank and X Men. X Men, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. They're bringing them back, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Spider Man. Spider Man Three. I used to play that on the PSP. Me too. Me too. Um, I used to play it on the PS mm-hmm. and PS2. That's BS. No. Oh. Oh. Sorry. Um. Um. <laughs> been an eventful week for me guys yeah it's been an eventful week um brandon just can't i got a procedure done (laughs) went best news scenario next day mri was a nightmare but i finally got it um i won't get news on that till uh next week um and then uh the next day it was thursday when it happened i was taking my kid to school and um even though they were trying to say even against me and a witness's uh, purview that I was over the line at a stoplight or stop sign. But I was, I was like three feet behind the line. I was further back than I thought I was. Cause I know people like to take this particular turn very sharp, mm-hmm. which is what happened. And, uh, yep. And, uh, she, uh, the, this driver ran into my car. So, and, uh, the, the adrenaline from being in a, in a car accident. Now my chest hurts and I haven't been able to work out. I was just starting to like get in the gym and start doing cardio stuff, but that has been taking a pause. So if you you guys, some we've talked about it before, and as, uh, um, we have listeners here and everything. If you don't know, we live in a mining town. There's mm-hmm. we have a lot of big trucks around here because we live in a mining town, small town. Uh, there are some areas like the fitness center that has some like tighter spaces for like tighter parking. The majority of the town is built with. Big trucks in mine in like lots of space. This area 
especially. Like, yeah. there's no reason for people to be taking it so tight. And and I so <laughs> I in. take my turns on this turn wide, and I and I. Uh, and There's a stop so much sign space. on the other side, I pull back in the line because I watch people who like to pull their whole vehicle in front of the line before turning, waiting for you to finish your turn or pass by. Yeah. And then there's other people who like to, on the other side, who like to cut super tight. And this is what she did. She cut it super, super tight, turning left. Mm-hmm. And just because everyone cr- is more important and they get to take more space than everyone else. Yeah. And so like, and I did this mental calculation of like, okay, she's turning at this speed at this, tra- at this trajectory. Um, and uh, she turned from that point. Like you're doing the mental math of the geometry of yeah. like what's happening. And by the time, like I made the equation, we're going to make contact. I try to throw it in reverse, but then that's right. As I was moving the, the gear selector up, uh, we made contact and like pushed me into park and she's and then she kept, I thought she was going to keep driving. So I stood out and I memorized the, the, uh, cause she did stop and I memorized the, uh, license, license plate. plate. Yeah. So I was like, you're not going to just hit and run. Um, yeah. and then I called the cops and I called the insurance and they were like, like her, her uh, boyfriend showed up and he, cause it was his vehicle and like he was just trying to be so shitty about like he wasn't being directly shitty but i can tell like he was trying to find a way to not be responsible for this yeah so and we had an eyewitness <clears throat> and he was like dude yeah you were like i thought i was like a half a foot behind the line he was like you're like three feet behind the line yeah and she tried to say like immediately out the gate uh i didn't realize how far forward you were I'm like okay i'm just like sick of people ty- lying all the time like it just there's no it was unnecessary well, we're not gonna like talk on this person like names wise or say they're bad but in this moment they're being very selfish yeah and then trying to shirk responsibility yeah and I've, I've i've had a lot of that going in my life lately and um and frankly i'm i'm i don't have any patience for it i don't have any patience for it well like and, and coop coop listens a lot we've talked we uh, me and coop have had these conversations but like People like just take responsibility when you mess up yeah. like this, especially like you, you know, you mess up like people like, again, there's so much space. If you see this area, like th- it's not like it's like a tight corner or like a sharp turn at all. Except for the body entrance right now because they're working on it. Yeah. I hate that. But uh, that's, that's, that's a whole different area. This area right here, there's so much space. There's so much space. And like for you to cut oh. it tight is just for you to put like in your head, you're thinking you're like saving yourself some, no. some time, it, but you're not saving any time. No. You can pull forward a little bit more and then make two a, feet. a turn. She pulled two feet forward. Yeah. She makes that tur- turn just fine. You know what? For sure, do better. Thank you, Coop. Yep, appreciate um, it. It is just frustrating. Into like, and like, I'm still healing. Um, I'm doing a lot, lot better, but I'm still healing. So like that, that definitely set me back. I had to, uh, you know, take my muscle relaxers and stuff like that. And yeah, and uh, four months. And I'm, I'm I'm taking the next couple of days easy. The day after Christmas, I'll get back to working out again and in that process. But um, as of right now, I'm just stretches, light stretching, but taking it easy because I'm not. I, I can't push it. Like, I, yeah. it sucks, and um, just because you're you're not paying attention, and you're you're you're, um, you, like Justin said, the whole you're thinking you're cutting time, you're not cutting time because now we've spent we spent two hours waiting and then talking to the cops and getting statements and, and talking to insurances and like you're not saving anybody time, you're you're costing time. So, so I've I've dealt with this whenever I was. Like me leading and managing people at work. Now I don't do it as often, but like that was this was my my, my main, the one thing I would harp on all of the time. Slowest was fast. It, and, uh, I don't necessarily like the slowest fast because people people I guess can it works, misinterpret it. Well, I, I guess like it works really well with mechanics. So no, let me, let me yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> my thing is, if it takes you 
an extra 30 seconds, an extra minute, two minutes, five minutes to do it right. Take that time to do it right. Because almost always you're going to have to come back and do it and it's saving no one time. So instead of like that extra 30 seconds, minute, two minutes, five minutes, it ends up being an extra 30 minutes, hour for you or for somebody else because they got to come clean up after yourself. And that's, and that's, and that's just do it it. right. And the first time, like you're not, we, we like our society has like gone to the point where like we want to like cut every corner we can to like do things faster. Immediate like, gratification. Are you really doing it? Is it really yeah. helping? Inst- instant gratification. It, yeah. You can't live like that. Yeah. No, and just like, because you've done it a million times and done it okay a million times, that one time, boom, look at now your insurance is freaking paying out money. That's like my biggest takeaway from like the new hire experience and all that was just don't be in a rush to do it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Slow as fast. Be, because be quick, if you but do don't that, hurry. you're going to hurt yourself. Well, yeah, and be, you be quick, but don't safety. hurry. Yeah, yeah, and be purposeful. Like, that's something that you, Justin used yeah. to tell me in high school, like when I, in wrestling. That was like some of the best advice he gave me was, uh, be quick, but don't hurry. Don't don't rush it. Yeah, but be purposeful. Too. Have yeah. have intent, and yeah. um, you know, get it done at a reasonable pace. But don't rush it. Don't don't skip steps. Well, and you you guys know right, and Brandon knows, especially working out there for a while. Like once you do something for a while and you do it purposeful and you do it correctly after a while you become fast anyway so you're doing it way faster than the people that have been cutting corners yeah. and you're doing it right and you're doing it right <laughs> and no one has to go back over your shit yeah that, that's that's a huge one and then you get to the point where like so early on you might have uh um skillful uh leaders teachers journeymen whatever you want to call them go back over your stuff because they want to make sure you're doing it right because their name's on it yeah but they get to the point where they know you're doing it right every time yeah and they don't have to worry about it and that's an awesome feeling when you get to that point mm-hmm you're like, hey, it's done, and they're like, oh, you, they didn't. I don't even ask you to do it. All right, cool, thank you. Yeah, moving on. You know, again, if it takes you a little bit longer, it's not the end of the world. No, no. and and if your boss is rushing you to um to get it done faster, and you are already cutting corners, and you're already, that's a hot, toxic work environment. Find a different place to work. Mm-hmm. Like that's something I love yep. about about our generation. Like uh, the older generation, like tries to shit on, but it's like we. Don't don't settle for for being shit on and being in an abusive situation. You can find other work. Yes, hold down the job as long as you need to. Obviously, you need I wish our, our generation would get better about when they get in those positions of treating it better. And some of them are. Yeah. But yes, like Brandon said, like we don't. You don't have to sit there and deal with. No. We don't, yeah, they don't put up with. Here's here's like a here's long. a funny example. Um, just recently, and it kind of fits into all of this. Uh, like the the hurrying part and like the ridiculousness of it. So leaving my street, Brandon can attest. Sometimes when like, you're trying to go up, cars haul ass around that corner. Yeah. Yes. It's and scary. you can't see, and it's scary. And we there's a lot of families with kids here. I have my little one. I don't want to pull out because my daughter usually sits on that side. So I'm mm-hmm. like watching it. So we're we're going uh, to, we went to Nona's play to watch the little Nona bear. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going out and I go to pull out. And as I'm like out, this white car is hauling ass, like screaming. I had to punch it to like get out because I was already out in the road. Yeah. Um, get out, punch it to get ahead of them, and then they tailgated me the entire way up the hill. Yeah, I would have uh, brake checked him. So it, I slowed down a few times. Yeah, yeah. it's tougher with, with the, the kid. kid. Yeah. So we get up to the the top of the hill mm-hmm. and to the stop sign, and we make a left because we're going to the school. They like scream out to the right, and then we're making our way, doing the speed limit, not rushing. Go all the way around the hill, go around to the stop Still sign to get to the jump. school. They pull up to the stop sign after we did on the other side. They try to like haul us to go around. I. I wanted to like punch out in front of them, but I was like, you know what? You're you're more important, I, and you want to haul ass. Go ahead. Got their license plate, and then freaking called the cops. Hey, man, there's this car, and it is re- driving recklessly, speeding yeah. everywhere, tailgating. When I first um, got back, I got pulled in front of so many times. 
mm -hmm. people like to do that. That was so I was pulling. They're out. more important. They're, you don't know that. Well, like so, like their thirty seconds is more important than your life. You, you didn't little, realize that. And, and our little <laughs> our little neighborhoods, uh, they're like divisions. Um, it's five miles per hour inside the division. Okay, mm -hmm. off the main roads. And uh, I was pulling. I was taking the next morning. I was I was pulling down to the end of like my cross street, uh, the end of my street that I live on to the cross street. And I was about to leave. I looked to the left. There was no vehicle. Started to pull forward. Got a pull. A car came around like 20, 25 miles per hour around the corner in this five mile per hour zone. I had to slam on my brake so it didn't hit me because yeah. it would it would have hit my that side of my vehicle. And then uh, the driver's side, which my son's on the other side, thank goodness. Um, but it, just so that they can speed around. I'm like, dude, this is a five mile per hour zone. Like 10 miles. Okay, I get it. You know what I mean? You, you're driving a little faster than five. How much time are you really saving you're yourself not. by acting like a jackass and putting other people at risk? Yes. Yeah. It, it goes back to like the, even like putting your cart back in the grocery store. Yes. It, it, I see so my, many people. Did you see my story? Yeah. I, <laughs> I see someone else post it too. Oh, that's great. And it's so true. Like I see so many people like just stacks and stacks of, of carts. And when the like the cart barn is literally like right there next right to there. it, it's not like like they gotta walk very far. No, it is like like maybe one parking spot over. And putting I, the carts always the funnest part because you just drive, you just ride it. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby laughs at me because I'm like constantly. Not only do I put them back, but then I'll reorganize the cart barn because people are like will like. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy, not even. Yeah, I'm happy you're putting them back. Alexis, Alexis has to yell at me not to because I will grab strays that people don't put away and mm -hmm. I'll put them away. And if Alexis is with me, she's like, no, stop. You're not doing that. If, if I'm near, <laughs> if I'm near, I don't know what he's but if I'm nearby and there's like three of them right next to me, I'll just throw them together and then take them with yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like a re again, thank you for putting the carts back. But you know, also like, it's not hard. It takes at you, all. it takes me like 30 seconds, maybe to put it in. Right. Yeah. And then even to like rearrange all of them, it takes me like, I would a say minute, like five seconds, two minutes yeah, <laughs> to, to rearrange them. The like not much time do. at all. Yeah. The most fun thing to do is, Push it from far away and have it go in for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it feels good. Yeah, it's like taking like a, a like a big dump that was fighting at first, and then it just slides out. Yeah, it's well, the same. Same. same, same, uh, same all this to say, Merry Christmas, right? We love people. Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> It's been an eventful week, and then um, we just get annoyed by selfish people. Yeah, and, and then, like, don't get me wrong; like, there's been times where I have been selfish. There has also been like when I was younger, driving recklessly. But I've gotten older, and I've matured, and I've learned, and I've I've tried to not be so selfish and like do things the right way. Again, no one's perfect, right? Nobody's perfect, and it. There are times where I've been selfish and all this stuff. Yeah, of course, just we all have. And it will, try if you selfishness can. for sure. Do better. Yes. For sure, do better. And selfishness <laughs> isn't necessarily a, a inherently a bad thing. Yes. But whenever it's your selfishness versus somebody else's um, health or or uh, um, you're making life harder for other people. Is that lightning? Yeah, massive thing. Like, hey. Wow, massive thing. Sorry, there's a rainstorm going on. We haven't had one in a while. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're okay. <laughs> lightning just went. Hey, hey, come here. Hey. Come here. Lightning just was like, "Hey, Brandon, I'm I'm helping you out." <laughs> Put an emphasis on this. I didn't say belly rubs. I said, "Come here." <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, anyways, <laughs> sorry. There's an Ollie Doggo who wanted some belly rubs here. Yeah, the lightning shook him a little bit, or the thunder. There you go. There you go. I know that's what you like. Um. So uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. About being selfish, beginning better. Oh, so, and I yeah, also, yeah. I also being, being selfish isn't necessarily. I'll be quick. My yeah, point yeah, was yeah, already, yeah. already almost yeah. done. Yeah. Being selfish isn't inherently bad, but whenever it comes to other people's detriment and other people's, uh, um, their their living and their family their worth, and their well being, their worth. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's whenever selfishness is is 
becomes self-centered becomes, you know, narcissism. I also try to, we, and we also try not to judge people in like these small, like windows that we see them, right? Cause we don't know what they're going through that day. Yeah. If, if we can, uh, and the, 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 what we hope for is that people like just stop to think and like try to be better. Cause we try to be better. Again, yeah. we don't always hit it. Like, in fact, we fall short a lot. It's about well, being human, but it's try. If you try, you put the effort in, it so goes a long way. I saw this video on Instagram, a, a fellow dad made, um, and it was, um, it was like, uh, him working with his kid and there was just like text on the screen, right? With the video and the, and the text on the screen said, um, uh, if you do, if you do your stuff with your kid, it slows you down. And then it went on to say, but maybe that's the point. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's important to slow down sometimes and have a little bit of perception and wherewithal and insight. It's easy to get caught up in the rush. It is. It is. But <laughs> give yourself some grace. Yep. Give yourself some grace. And that grace will spread like wildfire. Yeah. And give it to others if you can. It, it, this that, is Especially the, around yeah. the holiday season, right? It, it's mm-hmm. There's a lot of like the drinking and driving that goes on. You have, you have Christmas. You have New Year's. Um, there's a lot of like accents and bad things that happen around this time of year uh, because people just get so caught up and it, like it's like the end of the year rush. So caught up. Yeah, the Christmas rush. It's like just take a deep breath. Christmas, I, I so me and Brandon, we didn't grow up. Brandon and I. Brandon and I, we didn't grow up with a whole lot. We did it. And, and like for Christmas, like our parents did what they could and we were like super pumped and gracious yeah. for it because that's what we knew. Yeah. I mean, my, it was to the point where they, like, even, like, my 16th birthday, my mom or and dad both, they were divorced at the time, but uh, asked me separately, hey, what do you want for your birthday? I don't really need anything right now. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know the concept of want. So, I, I honestly, I don't remember last time I got, like, Christmas or birthday presents from my parents or, like, a party or anything. Like, all through, like, junior high, I had no, nothing. And I didn't, but I didn't really care. So, like, now, my <laughs> general crazy. Like, like, my birthday, she's like, what do you, I was like, I don't need anything. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm good. And the problem is that most of the time we just get what we want anyways. Yeah. Like but throughout it, the year. But it's like a novel, it's a novel concept to my wife because her family is very much like they want to do like the gifts. They want to do the, the birthday stuff. They want to do. They do a big. And I'm the complete opposite. Like I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah. I and I'm, I'm hoping like to my wife, my daughter, she's both because there is merit to like spending time to like give to somebody like gifts and like celebrate somebody there is like merit to like celebrating your life and self too yeah mile um, markers it's, and- it's good yeah and and you should i'm not good at it because it's just never been part of my life uh but my wife she tries and <laughs> uh we like we go back and forth like our a lot of like we don't fight often but a lot of our fights are like i think she overdoes it she thinks i'm underdoing it and we're like we 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 tussle over the middle ground <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, and it's, I don't think either one is right or wrong. It's just we're tussling over the middle ground. Well, and then and then you <laughs> you find the middle ground, right? And yeah. I, and I find at times and then and like and think, shifting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I believe I've said this in the podcast before. Um, oftentimes, the answer you, you the correct answer, not always, but oftentimes the answer is in the middle. Mm-hmm. The correct you just the correctness kind of, is you kind there of like you kind of like tussle over where that middle lands. It, it's just the perception, right? Yeah, I yeah, perceive yeah. The middle to be here. Where, you perceive the middle yeah. to be there. <laughs> You know, um, and then we test it. We usually we, we and, and then usually the middle yeah. answer is between those two middles. Yeah. those perceptions of middles. Or we compromise to like where middles are just never going to be the same. But you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Welcome back, Jordy. Right. Hey, you dropped your penis. Did you see? Did you hear that freaking thunder? Yeah. Uh, it was my fart. 
But over the holidays, <laughs> just remember if, nice. if if somebody is trying to give to you, be gracious. Uh, also remember, and this is an important one because I I've seen this a lot, and this is the one that like bugs me with gifts still to this day. If you gift somebody, it does not come with a string. It does not come with a tether. It does not come with anything other than you have decided to spend time and money or just one or the other on somebody else, and that's where it should end. Whether they accept it, whether they react to it, is non-essential. It does not come with anything else. Uh, it does, does not mean anything more than somebody decided to gift, and that's what a gift should be, and that's what a gift is. You boo them? Um, oh. oh um, Amy wants to... Where is it? That's Amy to you guys. Yep, that's Amy. Is does. it because we stole her man's away? Yeah, she's visiting for a few weeks, and uh, we took his night toots and brought him over here. <laughs> so apparently, he has lots of night toots. We we learned that yesterday. From toots makes night scoots. Toots make night scoots. You are yep. the known night tooter. <laughs> you are the night tooter. Toots big night scoots, aka two tons marshmallow buns. Yeah, Jordy the dude race. Yeah. All right. He's, he was the dude for God ever. Do you um, do you want to sing before or after? I'll, I'm gonna do it as the closer. You can do it as closer. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, so Brand has a song. Stick to the end of it. Let's get to the Christmas trees. Let's get to the episode. We can go on and on about uh, just over the holiday season. If you hit the holiday blues, be nice to one each other, love one another. Yeah. If you need help, you need someone to talk to. There are plenty of places to go out to. There's no shame in, in seeking help or want to talk to somebody. Yeah. Holidays can be tough. Yeah. And and you could always, if you don't feel like you're doing enough, you probably are. Yep. If you don't feel like you're doing enough, you probably are. I know we were kind of all over the place. Hopefully someone takes like some like nuggets of like helpfulness out of there. Uh, also, me and Brian just want to get off our chest. Yeah. He was frustrated about some things this week. And so yeah. it was helped like uh, a little bit more frustrations, But I, you know, <laughs> tact. You can only share so much, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, not to overwhelm you, but I, I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful that I'm able to continue this podcast. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for you, my listeners. Um, I'm grateful for my, my brothers, my family. I'm grateful for my boys and my wife. I'm, mm. I am. We have so much to be happy and <clears throat> grateful for. And yes. It, it, we are very blessed. Yes. And, and, and mostly let me, I'm going to give a couple of shout outs real quick before we move on. Uh, my mother-in-law uh, and, and my, my wife's uh, uh, grandparents on her father's side. Mm. Um, awesome. And, and my mother-in-law's husband, yep. uh, Ramon, I do those, those four individuals are, um, in my saintly and, mm -hmm. uh, I can't appreciate, um, those four people enough. Um, and, and also I want to give a shout out, a big shout out to the first aid responders everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, you saved my life. Um, I, I got invited to be a guest speaker at their, uh, their, uh, first responder ball thing. It's like a gala for them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to be a speaker there. Nice. Um, and it's just, that is a, uh, uh, a small thank you that I can give them because what yeah. they did for me. I know that's awesome. Yeah. So you haven't told me that yet. No, I was saving it for the podcast. Yeah, nice. um, no, that's so, awesome. Um, but I, I, I couldn't, I can't express uh, my deepest gratitude for, for these individuals. Mm. Um, thank you. And first responders, man, I know it's rough. Um, you guys see a lot and you guys do a lot and just, just stay at it. Keep learning, keep getting better. We need you. We need you. I needed you. And, uh, they stepped up when it was time. And, yeah. uh, I, I know 
I have heard of a couple stories of similar to mine, but they didn't make it. I was the one. I was one out of at least three or four other stories that were similar to mine. Yeah. Um, all young, just like me, just died, and uh, I made it. And uh, I, the first responders. Yeah. And dumb luck. Um, uh, just being in the right place at the right time. But first responders, man, if they didn't know what to do and how to handle it, thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on. Yep. Let's get into the ads and get to the episode. All right. This episode is once again brought to you by Coop Cooper and Coop Cooper Enterprises. Talking away. I don't know what I'm to say. I'll say it anyway. Today is another day to find you. Shying away. I'll be coming for your love, oh Coop. Take on Coop. Take on Coop. Take Coop on. Take on Coop. I'll be gone. In a day or coo. The holiday seasons are back, so of course this episode is brought to you by Oceus. Oceus Outdoors. If you're looking for a great gift to get your loved one this holiday season, or even for yourself, Oceus Outdoors has a great product in the form of a blanket. They also have an awesome cooler backpack that you can have throughout the years in your travels to keep your cold foods cold and your warm foods warm. They also, the, their blankets are awesome and varied. They have an original, a puffy, a Sherpa, and even an emergency Mylar blanket, which isn't too far from their pocket-sized blanket. Whatever you need, they got it in the form of those waterproof blankets that are really are very comfortable and they work very well. They also have a 30-day money-back guarantee and a one-year replacement warranty. So don't you worry about it. Everything gets rough and tumble. Something happens. They got you. They are a great company with great ethics. My favorite part is you go onto their site. They actually have a blog where you go in and they have hiking guides for snacks and for things to do and how to treat everything that you're doing in those moments in your hikes. So that way they can make those experiences more enjoyable for you. And we all know that information is power and they have that information. And we know that being prepared is power and they have some of those preparations that you need for those trips. Yeah. So if you and your loved ones are planning to make a trip to, I don't know, Mount Brandon Manjaro this holiday season or at the beginning of the year, visit OSHAsOutdoors.com today. High five, OSHAs. Christmas, ain't Christmas, is it? So I don't got a list this time. I know I usually have my lists, but I make this one. Um, let's take it all the way back to Rome. Let's, let's go back to Rome. Um, winters were not as harsh as those of the, of the far north in that time. Um, Saturnilla, uh, holiday in honor of Saturn, the, the god of agriculture. Uh, that, that's the time it was celebrated. Uh, beginning in the week, leading to the winter solstice, and continuing for a full month, Saturnella was a hedonistic time uh, when food and drink were plentiful, and uh, the normal Rome social order kind of flipped in its head. Yeah, for a month, enslaved people were given temporary freedoms, and I believe it's pronounced. I, pre- I believe it's pronounced temporary. Temporary freedoms. Yeah. Free- freedoms. Yeah. 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 It's a little bit a tricky word, ain't it? Yeah. It's fit. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, All right. <laughs> but business social schools uh, were, were, were closed that, so that everyone could participate in holidays, uh, festivities, you know, it, which sounds pretty sound to me, you know. Um, oh, also, around the time of the winter solstice, uh, Romans observed uh, juvenilia. I, all right, I I was seeing how long I could do without fucking up. There it was. Yeah, uh, I, juven, juvenilia. Let, let's take it back. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. 
From the jam. I was speaking. I was speaking the Queen's English. Okay, I was speaking the Jordan, stop messing around. Yeah, wow. You know what? Get serious. From the jam. Come on, Jordan. Let's let's get into it. Okay. In Rome, there were. Winters were not as harsh as in the north. Uh, Saturnia, uh, a holiday in honor of Saturn, Saturnella, Saturnalia, um, the the god of agriculture, and also a planet, but that was named after the same god, uh, was like celebrated. Beginning in the week leading up to the winter solstice and continuing for a full month, Saturnalia was a hedonistic time uh, when food and drink were plentiful and the Roman, uh, the normal Roman social order was flipped upside down. For a month, enslaved people were given temporary freedom and, re, uh, and treated as equals. Uh, businesses and schools were closed so that everyone could participate in holiday festivities. Also around this time, the winter solstice, uh, Rome... Romans observed a juvenilia, a, a festive honoring or festival honoring the children of Rome. Yep. In addition, members of the upper class often celebrated the birthdays of Mithra, a god of unconquerable sun, um, on the twenty fifth of December. On Gods the, were so much cooler back in the day. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say they're actually here's like, one hell of a storyteller. Yeah, gods were so much cooler. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> <laughs> He's getting frustrated. <laughs> Dude, we 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 do this just to get Brad around up because he wants to dive so much deeper into it. Fear is such a good they creative tool. So Fear is such a problematic. Such a cool creative tool. Guys were so much cooler. They were so problematic. <laughs> the stories were awful. They, I mean, are they are they any better than Moroni? I mean, they've been used to do awful stuff. Also, in the name of in killing in the name of um so. I could go on. down. I, 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 I was. <laughs> I know. I know so many about different gods and like different religions because they're fascinating, but also it. they're like so problematic. Oh, no, all of it's, them. If you look it's deep, all of them, all of them it's Even just awful. Japanese, I would say, has the 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 most sensical, like it most linear. The Japanese people have never done anything still, awful ever. They've been like the still, nicest, sweetest people, especially to their neighbors. So, still such a problematic like <laughs> mythology mythosis. Anyone, yeah, Jap the Japanese have never done anything mean to anybody. Pearl Harbor. It uh, was that means they, you know what? They've left China alone too. Like their history of China is pretty pretty. Tango uh, yeah, enslaving nice. and and. Uh, uh, Potentially, that's where dinges come from. Is uh, yeah, damn it, Justin. <laughs> okay. uh, it was believed that, that Mithra. It was believed that Mithra, an infant god, was born was of born of a rock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of like uh, everything Crack. everywhere all at once. The two rocks are talking to each other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for some Romans, uh, Mithra's birthday was the most sacred of, of the year. Mm. One widespread explanation of this origin of this date is well, that from December twenty fifth was the Christianizing of Dias Solis Invictus Nadi, day of birth of unconquerable sun. That's, so when that's we, where the 25th. We've talked about with Hall, Hall, Hall of Eve. So when the Catholic Church started to rise into power, more influence through the Roman Church yeah. or through the Roman Empire, yeah. uh, they would take like pagan holidays or like holidays yes. from like former religions and gods and they would place their holidays conveniently right there. So that people would forget about it and or, then celebrate only theirs. Or they would kind of hijack it, right? And that's yes. what they were doing. They, yep. It wasn't so much of like placing their holiday. It was like turning the holiday yeah, yeah. Well, ide ideology on its head. But that was what they were trying to do with All Hallows Eve, right? All yeah. Saints Day was the next day. So people were like, you know what? We'll just do holiday the day before. Yeah. So, and, and although <laughs> some evidence suggests that this uh, birth may have occurred in the spring of, of Jesus, uh, Pope uh, Julius I chose December 25th. 
It is commonly believed that the church uh, uh, chose this date in an effort to adopt and absorb the traditions mm-hmm. of the pagan Saturnalia f- uh, uh, festival. And it was a big, like, Winter Souls is still all, all over the world, and not just for Christmas, was a big, like, celebration, a big deal. Yeah. It was the... It, pagans again, yeah. pagans uh, uh, really, really celebrated hard uh, that holiday. Um, and, and that's where a lot of, like... Uh, the iconography of uh, Christmas comes from is pagan paganism. The evergreen. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get well, into. Well, you, you got to get. You got to imagine like winters were harsh, right? Because we don't have the things. Some to, places to worse deal. than others, right? They don't have the the things to deal with weather like we do. We talk about like this, or like our our, and right, also, our homes. Like when we have the window, the glass, all of it. They they can't deal with it the same way. And and also like a lot of the work comes to a standstill because it's too cold to yeah. do stuff. And so, so what happens? Community happens, right? Yeah. Communities come together to celebrate each other and to help each other out, yep. right? That's where, like, family dinners, like, we used to have Sunday dinners because we didn't have a whole lot, so we would come together, bring yeah. food together. This is what this is, and so it just grew into this large festival yep. of, like, helping each other during the middle of, like, the deepest winters. Yep. So, um, uh, first, they called it the Feast of the Nativity, uh, the custom spread to Egypt by 432 AD and to England by the end of the 6th century. Um, by holding so like within 150 or so years it was uh it was in england yeah. uh by holding Christi- christmas at the same time as traditional winter solstice festivals church leaders increased the chances that christmas would be po- uh, popularly embraced but uh gave up on the ability to dictate how it was celebrated so they, they gave up um they gave up control to have influence uh classic propaganda yes right? they they yeah <laughs> so well, let's say classic early propaganda. Yeah. Um, so by the Middle Ages, uh, Christianity had, for the most part, replaced pagan religion uh, with with a lot of the iconography, the symbolism, as it were, uh, staying behind, uh, but re um, re uh, rebranded. Thank yeah. you. Um, on on Christmas, believers attended church, then celebrated uh, raculously. Rac- in a drunken carnival-like atmosphere similar to today's Mardi Gras. Uh, Mardi Gras. Uh, each year, a, a beggar or student would be crowned the Lord of the Misrule, and eager celebrants uh, played the part of his subjects. So, it's, again, it's it's turning the culture on its head, right? You're not celebrating the king and the emperor or whatever at the time. You're celebrating the lowest of the low. Um uh, the poor would go to the houses of the rich and demand their best food and drink. If owners failed to comply, their their visitors would most likely terrorize them with mischief. Uh, Christmas became the time of year when the upper class would repay their real or imagined debt to society by in, in entertaining less fortunate citizens. So again, it's it, it, in a way, it's kind of humbling to the upper class. Maybe we should do that now. Um, uh, Christmas has been canceled in the past. It has had its moments where it's been canceled. In the early 17th century, a wave of religious reform changed the way Christmas was celebrated in Europe. When Oliver Cromwell and his Puritan forces took over England, and the Puritans are 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 responsible for uh, the the putting defines on um, the gay and straight, and they've put they're Mm -hmm. they're responsible for like not showing your ankles to like covering your neck and like um, as far as the Christianic world. yeah. Leave the poor dog alone, Jordy. <laughs> so, um, uh, he's such a weirdo. Um, he's taking very close up pictures of his face, uh, of, of Oliver's face, not mine. Um, so, um, so, uh, but it, this is, this is, 
Puritans were not great. People. No, they were awful, awful people. <laughs> um, <laughs> all that to say, Puritans kind of sucked. Really sucked. <laughs> Without the Puritans, I, I you know, I, I don't think Mormonism would have caught on. Um, I don't think. Um, uh, well, that's a slippery slope. That's, that's what I'm saying. They Well, that it was because the Puritans opened up the grounds yeah. for that type of, of thought process. I, I, I would argue that humans in nature are susceptible to cultism. To cultism. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Especially when it comes to education. I, I think if it wasn't the period, it would have been somebody else. Well, I, that's why I said probably. I, I, I'm not too sure for sure. I don't know if I said probably, I but I... Yeah, but I'm saying in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I just... I, I like to think of a world if the Puritans wasn't here that a lot of these more ideologically uh, risky founded, uh, a shakily founded. Uh, Maybe it's set a foundation for. Yeah, it would have been. It wouldn't have been as strong. The foundation yeah. for these these other religions wouldn't have been yeah. as strong. Um, but then or, again, you have or somebody else would have done it. But then you have religions like Scientology that have much members. Uh, I mean, so the, that's the, a whole different. Because all the Catholic Church also did a lot of awful things to set up for the Puritans yeah. to be what they are, well, and the Roman Empire did, and and have hidden a lot of like uh, sex scandals, lots and lots of sex scandals uh, for a long time. But it, but that comes down to repression, and that and Puritans were were keen on repression. It's repression, and it's um. If you make people desperate through either the lack of education or the lack of yes. resources, mm-hmm. then they're they're more susceptible to Making following. Even decisions. if it's it's so funny, like even if it's you that is like repressing somebody, if you come through and like give them just like a little, so they could have eighty percent of Stockholm something, syndrome. and then you take it all away, and then you give them like twenty percent. Now you're a hero. Even though you're still withholding sixty percent of what they should be having, yeah, and, and people were willing to yep. to follow blindly. So, uh, uh, pimps, sex traffickers—that's um, yes. their classic move—is mm-hmm. to they break down these women and then they show them a little bit of kindness, and then the women, be, because they're so mentally and, and physically abused and emotionally stunted, that they now become attached to this person and think they love them and will do anything for them. Yeah, and so and there's not, especially if you're not grown to think independently. You're more susceptible or if you don't like want to think critically, like we said, you're such in a hurry or you just want, you want to get rich fast or you want to like, you're just, you or leave yourself like to open question things too. Yeah. You're not allowed to question. Like a lot of churches you're told not to question. You just, why do you do this? Just cause it just does. And it leaves you open to, to being, be curious. That's yeah. the point of this podcast. Be curious. Ask questions. Ask questions. Yes. Yeah. Ask questions. Okay. So, um, anyways, the uh, Carmel and his Puritan force took over to England in 1645. Uh, they vowed to get to rid England of its dissidents and, as part of their effort, cancel Christmas. Um, I mean, it, it, later on, it would lead to the Puritans being kicked out of Europe, and that's why they would go to America and, and kind of. Uh, Set roots there. Set roots there. Jamestown, all that stuff. So Salem Witch Trials, which was stupid. stupid yeah. Um, <laughs> by popular demand, Carl, Charles II has restored to the uh, to the throne, and with him came the return of the popular holiday. The Pilgrims, um, English separatists that came to America in 1620, were even more um, orthodox in their Puritan beliefs than Cromwell. As a result, Christmas was not a holiday in the early America. From 1659 to 1681, the celebration of Christmas was actually outlawed in Boston. Anyone exhibiting the Christmas spirit was fined five shillings. Would you say that uh, like Jehovah's Witness is like almost like an offshoot of Puritanism? 100%. 100%. 100%. Um, uh, Jehovah's Witness, Jehovah's at, at Witness is not a good Mormonism. Good um, um, Jehovah's Witnesses were, I would say, Don't shy of fundamentalist Mormons. The, uh, the, the worst. Yeah. Waterhouse, same thing. Yeah. You may, they may look innocent, but there's also like a 
deep, deep dark things that are happening. Well, and again, it's the repression, right? You, you repress people from and, and not educate them on certain things. Then they're going to do there, there's going to be a deep part of them. Um, and if they have already a darkness in their soul, it's just going to corrupt those already deep thoughts that are repressed and it's going to come out in a well, violent way. You look way. at it in politics, right? Like if they've, people have already set their flag in the sand on one side or the other, like it doesn't matter what you say or what you do or what happens. The world could be burning down to the ground because of that person. They've set their roots. And so they like just blindly and ignorantly just dig deeper and deeper we'll and deeper and deeper. Yep. And so, it, yeah. Um, so yeah, so by contrast, the Jamestown settlement, Captain John Smith reported that Christmas was enjoyed by all and uh, passed without incident. After the American Revolution, English customs fell out of favor, including Christmas. In fact, Christmas wasn't declared a federal holiday until June 26, 1870. Damn, that's a long time. So almost almost 200 years. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until the 19th century that Americans became uh, began to embrace Christmas. But Americans would reinvent Christmas and change it into a uh, raucous carnival holiday into a family-centered day of peace and nostalgia. By the 19th century, there was a period of class conflict and turmoil. Uh, during this time, unemployment was at an all-time high and gang rioting by, was also by the uh, disenchanted classes oft, often occurred during the Christmas season. 1828, the New York City Council instituted the city's first police force in response to Christmas riots. So this is where this comes from. And we'll, we will be doing an episode on on uh, policing and, and the history thereof. But it all goes back to the have-nots getting tired of the haves. Yes. And then like flaunting it in their face yes. and like just being as greedy and selfish as... Well, just be. let them have cake. Right, yeah. uh, Marie Antoinette. I, Instead I, of dealing with actual, I problems. did watch most of. I didn't get to finish it because I had to go get to my MRI. I watched Napoleon. Napoleon. Set piece is great. Um, uh, historical accuracy pretty strong. I, I'm not super familiar with Napoleon, but is what I knew Napoleon. they hit. They all hit all the points of the things I knew about Napoleon's life. Yeah. Uh, it, it will throw you off because they're French country Frenchmen with English accents. Doesn't make any sense. Um, it just, it takes that escapism and removes it completely. Um, yeah. so, but, um, and then they should have done it as a series too, because they were just cutting hard, huge swaths of time and they weren't aging up Hawking Phoenix or any of the other characters at all. So like there was, it, it, it just, that, that escapism, that, that, uh, that ability to just jump into the yeah. story. Was so that's removed. why it wasn't doing as well. It, it's, it's funny. Like, like movies like this used to do better 10, 15 years ago, but we're like, we have this and people are tired of the fakeness. Should be the escapism, show something real, like do yeah. it, do it well. Like you yeah. don't have to make a yeah. white Goku. You can make a, a Chinese Goku. Japanese. <laughs> Japanese uh, Goku. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Which you know, is preferable. We yeah. would, we, we would prefer to see that, but uh, I am Goku. live action anime is inherently tr problematic. I think you Hakusho is the, like the closest to a good live action. Well, they don't take, still not good. They don't take the time to make it. Oh, one piece is pretty good, actually. Yeah, because Oda Oda is no joke. He he yeah. handpicked everybody heavily involved in the script. I can't wait for the remake. Yeah, they, they actually for the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. actually took time and love in, to their craft it, and making because, it authentic. Like, the charm of old one piece is the the adventure. Well, I don't think they're going to get rid of that at all. For, for the, the remake, they're just going to make it seasonal so that way the pacing is fixed. Yeah, that's the biggest problem is pacing. Yeah, and, and that's and that's what they're going to fix so that way new fans like uh, Justin can enjoy it better. It won't happen. Well, um, have you watched live action? No. You should. You'd like it. Yeah. Even Alexis liked it. Hmm. I don't yeah, like I Alexis. 
I'm telling her. I'm telling her. I'm telling her, I'm telling her too. I'm telling her. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna call her right now. <laughs> She's asleep. Don't don't call her. She might be awake. Anyways, in 1828, the New York City Council instituted the okay the police force. Um, this <laughs> catalyzed certain members of the upper classes to begin to change you the way Christmas was celebrated trouble. in America. In Justin just said that he doesn't like you. Best-selling author. So Jordy. <laughs> in 1890, best-selling author Washington Irving wrote the sketchbook of Joffrey Canyon. Jen. <laughs> Jordan. She's calling me. Yeah, I just saw that. She's calling me. <laughs> Hello? You told Jammin. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go over there, and he better meet me out on the street. <laughs> hi, Alexis. <laughs> no, Brad, no, Brad, no, Brad, Brad goaded me into saying it. There's, no, I did not. Brad, Brad goaded me into no, saying it. It was all Justin. It, it, it was all Justin. Brad goaded me into saying it. He's just mad about his little anime, cute little kitty stuff. No, uh, One Piece, One Piece live action. I said that you like. Yeah, it. all his little kid stuff that Justin he likes. Said, it's, like, said, it's like watching Paw Patrol. Um, Justin said, but, "I don't like Alexis." <laughs> Brad might as well be like uh, one of those those pony boys. What do they call him? The My Little Pony? Go to. He's a furry. <laughs> Brad is a furry, and he go to me and say, "No, Alexis, they mean they mean it." I did not. I did not. That's Justin's bullshit. <laughs> he didn't deny being a furry though. It's he didn't deny it. Nope. Or being uh, you know one what? of those, those you know My Little Pony fans. At this fans. point, I'm gonna take all three of you out to the street. What did I do? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Brandon. What did I do? Yeah, Brandon. Golly, Brandon. What a guy. Jeez. What did I do? I'd rather you... Know you Brandon's you a can, bunch of... is going to give you cold. Yeah. What the heck? No, yeah, you take Brandon. them to the street and yeah. you take me to the sheet. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's just crossing the line, sir. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, especially Erroneous. <laughs> All right. I love you. we got to get back to the, the show. Okay. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Uh, Alexis cameo. Well, Alexis cameo, yeah. yeah. All right, back to the story. Uh, yelling at Jamin, who's just egregious, just <laughs> gaslighting, lying, whatever he can. She'll listen to the episode. I, 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty great. Anyways, yeah. um, uh, 19, or, um, 1819, best-selling author Washington Irving wrote the sketchbook of Joffrey Crayon Gent. Uh, a series of stories yeah. about the celebration of Christmas in an English manor house. Yep, the sketch feature featured a squire who invited the peasants into his home for the holiday. In contrast to the problems faced in American society, the two groups mingled effortlessly. I almost said squirrel in, instead of squire. But. <laughs> squirrel. And I'm glad it took over. In Irvine's mind, Christmas should be a peaceful, warm-hearted holiday, uh, bringing groups together across lines of wealth or social status. Irvine Irving's fictitious celebration enjoyed ancient customs including the crown uh, crowning of a uh, lord of misrule irving's book however was not based on holiday celebrations uh, he had attended in fact many historians say that irving's account actually invented tradition by implying that it described the true customs of the season All right, so people so he he took his um, like exaggerated ideas of what customs used to be and in turn put it into real life like his ideas of what was supposed to be happening that never did he made them yeah he spoke it into life into real life 
Well, and, and also around this time, English author no one knows of, no one's heard of, Charles Dickens oh, yeah. created Charles the Dickens? Clack- D- Dickens? Yeah, Dickens. Uh, uh, Charles. <laughs> he created a classic uh, holiday tale, A Christmas Carol, as Brandon is hurting <laughs> from the sneeze. Um, if you listen to the story, or listen to the show, you, you know why. Uh, the story's message, the importance of charity oh, and God. goodwill towards all humankind, struck a powerful chord in the United States and England and shown members of Victorian society the benefits of celebrating the holidays. The family was also becoming less disciplined and more sensitive to the emotional needs of children during the 1800s, which is kind of laughable because, like, they were still really mean to each other. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Christmas provided families were the day when they could lavish attend att- lavish attention and gifts on their children without appearing to spoil them. Um, I'm sure you guys are aware of this is mostly affluent families. Yeah. Um, and, and, um <laughs> Yeah, Even so Charles Dickens was supposed to be written about the lower class. Yeah, well, Charles Affluent Dickens was saying, "Hey, took it over. Yep. Don't be a miser. Be a little wiser. Mm-hmm. Give, oh, give Mr. to those he miser. I'm Mister Frost. Oh yeah, Mr. whatever Robin. I touch turns to ash. Am I a clutch? <laughs> I'm Mister Cold Miser. I'm Mister Frost. Anything yeah. that I touch turns to frost in my clutch. I haven't said that song in forever. Anyways, it's been a while. <laughs> um, Santa. All right, Jordy, Santa. Bye-bye. The legend of Santa Claus can be traced back to a monk named St. Nicholas who was born in Turkey. Nikolaj. Nikolaj? Nikolaj. 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 was born in Turkey around <laughs> 280. St. Nicholas gave away all of his inherited wealth and traveled the countryside helping the poor and sick, becoming known as the protector of children and sailors. Did you listen to the Roman hat guy? I love the Roman hat guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't just call him Saint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I have heard that one. They called him Saint Nick. But his, his story of like Saint Nicholas is awesome. If you if you job. give away all your money and, and and help the poor, they don't just call you uh, Saint Nicholas. They call you Santa Claus. Or yeah. I can't remember what it is. Look up the Roman guy on TikTok. He's yeah, awesome. He's, he is awesome. And it's like super informative and like really he, well done. Very accurate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Saint Nicholas. The don't understand that guy too. He's he's pretty great. Um, but you Brandon. don't understand. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of the the, the page. Vicente, like, uh, Chris Vicente. I like him, and then I like the guy that the thirteenth greatest fact of all time. Yeah, of all time, of all time. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> all right, Saint uh, Nicholas first entered American <laughs> popular culture in the late eighteenth century in Nueva New, York. New York, New York. Anyways, yeah, uh, when Dutch wait. families gathered to honor the anniversary of the death of Saint Nicholas, Dutch for Saint Nicholas or Sinterklaas. Yeah. For short, Santa Claus draws his name from this abbreviation. Yeah. Uh, and if you guys are unaware of the history of New York, which most of you probably shouldn't be, uh, the, it, New York is from a Dutch. It used to be New Amsterdam, then became mm-hmm. New York because of the Dutch influence that was growing there. Mm-hmm. You also had a lot of immigrants start to flock there, and now New York obviously Italian is what it is because of yeah. that that uh, immigration to that area. He's dog. He's <laughs> oh, he don't play around. Get it, Ollie. Get it, Ollie. <laughs> He's beating that. Get him. He's beating that caribou up. Get that him, Ollie. Smoke. Um, All right. Yeah, in 1822. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Episcopal <laughs> minister Clement Clark Moore wrote a Christian poem called An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas. More popularity known today by its first line, Twas the Night Before Christmas. The poem, the so, yeah, I love that poem. I, I read it every year. the The poem depicted Santa Claus as a jolly man who flies from home to home on a sled driven by reindeer to deliver toys. And reindeer and caribou are the same thing, by the way, people. So if you hear caribou, yes. the same. Exactly. I did a mini sode last year, which we we'll probably did. have to redo on the history of of reindeer. Yeah, and why can, they I, were. Depending on when this ends, maybe we. That's why throw I didn't it in. 
go as heavy with the reindeer and in, yeah. in, in any of the I, it, talking about iconology and, and I mean I kind of didn't go heavy on really any of the iconology I, I did a little bit touches here and there well maybe um, I can like tag on some of those notes after but we'll, we'll yeah. finish this first uh, the the iconic version of Santa Claus was a jolly man in red with a white beard and a sack of toys was immortalized in 1881 when a political cartoonist Thomas Nast drew on a uh, Moore's poem to create the image of old Saint Nick we know today so Thomas Masnor there was just a poem and then Thomas Mas uh, Thomas Nast depiction of it created more life for Moore's <laughs> poem. Uh, the Salvation Army has been sending Santa Claus's Santa Claus clad donation collectors into the streets since 1890s. People Did not know people. it was that far back. Hey, people people. I thought it was early 1900s, yeah. not late 1800s. They were uh, on that. Yeah, yeah. That was like 20 years, roughly, before I thought they started doing Handing it. Handing out candy canes, yeah. taking donations. Yep. Uh, Rudolph, the most famous reindeer of them all, was a product of Robert L. May's imaging in 1939. Imagination. 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 Well, kind of. Mental imaging. Uh, the copyright <laughs> Uh, the copywriter po- wrote a poem that about the reindeer to help the lure customers into a mahogany Montgomery. Ward. I had to say mahogany <laughs> uh, Montgomery Ward department. Mahogany. So just yeah. to touch on a little bit of that, uh, but that's we're, we're moving on from uh, a brief origin of Christmas, a brief origin of Santa. Now we're going to talk yeah, about the tree. The majority of like the history of like Christmas and like what we know today was mainly from like poets and editorials in newspapers to like draw more just from the family mm-hmm. and then like to bring in more customers to various stores. That's what, that's what majority of it That's majority of lore come from in general. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jordy. The, the tree. tree. Evergreen trees and the other evergreen <laughs> plants <laughs> have traditionally been used to celebrate Christmas festivals or winter, celebrate winter festivals. There you go. Pre-Christian slash pagan for thousands of years. Yeah, it was pre-Christian slash pagan and Christian for thousands of years. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> you will read whatever's on the prompt. Whatever. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. And go fuck yourself, San Diego. Uh, you blow a poop mouth. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pre-Christmas, uh, pre-Christian slash pagans used branches of evergreen trees to decorate their homes during the winter solstice. And it, as it made them think of the spring to come. The Romans used fir trees to decorate their temples uh, at the festival of Saturnalia. You remember Hope Springs, right? Like you're going to the new year, like you're springing a new hope for like a uh, evergreen year. Yep. Uh, the Romans used the Ohio. However, <laughs> nice. they were quite different. <laughs> Alexa to what said we know. that you hate her because she's black, huh? Racist. She got That's her. Crazy. She got her DNA test back. She's six percent black. So nice. So, so she's black. That's yep. what. <laughs> So Coop, which cracks me up because she has black brothers and sisters. Yeah. And when and Coop comes back, he he tells tell me a story about how his wife got tested. He has she's black, right? And has like a percentage of like white, like a small percentage. So he was like, "What's up, whitey?" <laughs> Cracker. Yeah. Yeah. Crack. Well, Coop makes his way back this way. We'll have to. Oh yeah. Have him talk about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you can talk about your six percent black wife and his like five percent white wife. Like, she's black as shit. That's what he'd say. Like, what's your problem, there, um, Anyways, back to mom's music. Uh, no. uh, <laughs> however, they were quite different from what we we now think of as Christmas trees. Uh, nobody is really sure when fir trees were first used as Christmas trees. Probably began about a thousand years ago in northern Europe. Europe. Uh, Europe. Jordan, go ahead. Christmas trees might might have started out as paradise trees, branches or wooden frames decorated with apples. 
These were used in a medieval Germany mystery or miracle plays that were acted out in front of churches during Advent and on Christmas Eve. In the early church calendars of saints, 24th December was Adam and Eve's day. The paradise tree represented the Garden of Eden. It was often paraded around the town before the play started as a way of advertising the play. The plays told biblical stories to people who could not read, um, which is most of the way the Bible was was um, taught for a very long time because most people were illiterate. We touched on it last week with the windows, right? With the Catholic Church to was the, the first to like make the the, to the window, the stained glass windows into stories because people couldn't read, and it was to advertise. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Christmas trees, yeah, as they came to be now stated around, started around uh, the 1400s to the 1500s. Uh, in what's now Germany was the Holy Roman Empire. Then the paradise tree had more decorations on it, uh, sometimes communion wafers, cherries, and uh, later pastry uh, decorations of stars, bells, angels, etc. were added. And it even got a new nickname, the Christbaum. Or Christ tree, yeah. um, Royal Tannenbaum. Yep, Christ Christ bomb or or Christ. Yeah. So yep. some early Christian trees, Christmas trees across many parts of Northern Europe were cherry or hawthorn plants or a branch of the plant. Uh, they that were <clears throat> put into pots and brought inside so that they would hopefully flower a Christmas time. At Christmas time, if you couldn't afford a real plant, people made pyramids of wood. And they were decorated to look like a tree with paper, apples, and candles. It's possible that the wooden pyramid trees were meant to be like a paradise tree. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they were raised around the house, or they were carried. carried from around the house to house, rather than being displayed in a home. Yep. Some trees, or at least small tops of them, or branches of fir trees, were hung from the ceiling, mainly in some parts of Germany, some Slavic countries, and parts of Poland. This might have been way to a safe space, or they just looked nice hanging from the rafters. Uh, if you have lighting hooks on the ceiling, it would also be an obvious place to hang things from. 1510, the first written record of a decorated Christmas tree from Riga, Latvia. Men of the local merchants' guild decorated a tree with artificial roses, danced around it in the marketplace, and then set that some bitch on fire. Yep. Uh, the rose was That's used exactly for, how I wrote it to some bitch for many years <laughs> and is considered to be a symbol for the Virgin Mary. Marie. Yep. Um, <laughs> 20, 20, 20 years later, yeah. this is a record from Alsace, Alsace, France. Alsace. Alsace. Alsace, France? I don't know, French. French, Alsace. French, France. Uh, France. France. Uh, the German territory that trees were sold in the marketplace and brought home and set up undecorated. Laws limited the size to eight shoe lengths, roughly four feet. Um, Sixteen hundred by the seventeenth century, it was common in the German to decorate Christmas trees with apples. This practice was a holdover from the fourteenth and the fifteenth centuries when evergreens brought uh, boughs, boughs, bow. boughs mm-hmm. hung. Yeah. Yeah, uh, boughs of holly. Uh, boughs hung with apples were the only prop used in the miracle plays that were performed at the center, uh, churches in, in, on December 24th, uh, which is Adam's Eve days, the early Christian calendar, and the plays were used to ways of teaching. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah. I, yeah. Real quick, <laughs> just to show you, like, <laughs> people are aware of, like, it's funny to see, but we are aware, like, people were smaller back in the day, yeah. comparatively. Eight shoe lengths was slightly over four feet. Yeah. 
Think think about that. So most people's shoe size was six, six or seven. Yeah. Um, so again, in the 17th century, parts of Austrian Germany, evergreen tips were brought to the home and hung from the top of the ceilings. We were talking about they were often decorated with apples, gilded nuts, and red mm. paper strips. Uh, edible ornaments became so popular in Christmas trees that they were often called sugar trees. The first account of Using lighted candles as decoration on the Christmas tree came from France in 18th century, which would later become yep. uh, uh, your lights. Yep, 1800s. The Christmas trees were introduced in the United States by German settlers. It rapidly grew from tabletop size to floor to ceiling. Yep. The 51 years into 1851, 1851, Christmas trees began to be sold. I was trying to say it a little different. I was trying to be, I was trying to be, End of the 1800s, the first glass ornaments were introduced into the white United States. To the, the white United States. Into the white, white American. Uni- well, <laughs> white American. Well, well, well. Again, late, uh, from Germany, the first uh, the first ones were mostly balls. balls. White balls. But later, chains of balls. Toys and figures wow, became white more America common. and then chains. Let's, let's wow. relax a little bit over here, okay? Wow. I'd rather not. Um, <laughs> 1883, real quick, uh, Sears, Sears yeah. Roebuck, and company began to uh, began offering the first artificial Christmas trees, 33 limbs for 50 cents, or 55 limbs for a dollar. It's so crazy. Like, Sears was Amazon before Amazon. Like, it's so influential in, like, everything in the world for so long. And now it's, like, eh, nothing. I'm curious if like because it's so, it's so big because they own a lot. They're they're big yeah, company. but not what and I used, it not even what it used to be. sniffing what it used to be. Well, it used to be near monopoly. Like, I wonder it wasn't I'm quite curious, monopoly, but it was. But I'm saying close. I'm curious if like Amazon ever like if we we have a history in like 50, 60 years where Amazon's that like yeah. that happens. Well, it's already getting close. Nineteen um, hundreds due to uh, over harvesting, the natural supply of evergreens began to uh, be decimated. Cons- Conversate conservationalists, not conversationalists, well, I'm sure they had a lot of conversations, um, became alarmed and many magazines began to encourage people to substitute an artificial snow cover tree consisting of branches of uh, deciduous trees wrapped in cotton. 1901, the first Christmas tree farm was started uh, when W.V. McGillard planted 25,000 no-worry spruce in his farm in New Jersey. Nice. Uh, also in that same year, Theodore Roosevelt tried to stop the practice of having Christmas trees out of concern about the des- destruction of forest. Theodore Roosevelt, with his issues, uh, he was a very, um, uh, uh, he cared about national parks, he cared about the environment, mm. um, and, and he did it in such a um, positive way. Like I, I think a lot of people miss nature. the points mm. nowadays. He did it like... Like I'm, I'm still me. I'm still man. I'm still, uh, I, there's these things that I have, but also like that he understood great importance of preserving land. Um, and I can't appreciate him enough for that specific thing. Uh, by the 1930s, Franklin D. Roosevelt started a Christmas tree farm on his estate in Hyde Park, New York. Rockefeller Center tree is located in Rockefeller Center, west of Fifth Avenue, form 47 through, uh, 47 through 51, 51st street in New York city. The Rockefeller Center Christmas tree 
dates back to the Depression era when the first tree was placed in 1931. Honestly, like like the story, there's like an article, I think it's by the New Yorker, talking about the very first Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center. Um, you got to think of this from time. Yeah. Yeah. You got to think of like the time that it was. And like we talk about all of these people were segue. Justin, we're leaving. (laughs) He's all proud. Yeah. yeah. They were leaving their homes. Right. And they're in this new world and they were not treated very well. Like you started already having the like Titans of industry, quote unquote, uh, and, and Dutch and German and Italian and Irish. I believe it was Irish immigrants, right? Were the first ones to plant it. If I remember correctly, I'd have to, to verify that they weren't seen very highly and yep. they wanted to bring some of their traditions and like Christmas spirits, like bring some joy to people. And yep. they went and planted it squarely in Rockefeller center. Obviously Rockefeller was one of those quote unquote Titans of industry yep. and it grew and grew. And over time it became what it is now, which is like very well. Like, I mean, it's Rockefeller center for Christmas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it was a small unadorned tree set up by the construction workers at the center of the construction site. Two years later, another tree was placed there this time with lights. 1966, the national Christmas tree Association began its time honored tradition of having the grand champion grower present a Christmas tree to the first lady for <laughs> displaying the blue room display in the blue room of the white house. That year, Howard Pierce of Black River Falls, Wisconsin, presented a tree to President Lyndon Johnson and First Lady, Lady Bird Johnson. Um, these days, the giant Rockefeller Center tree is laden with over 50,000 Christmas lights. The tallest tree display on at Rockefeller Center arrived in 1999. It was a Norris spruce that measured 100 feet tall and hailed from Killingsworth, Connecticut. Approximate, today, approximately 25 to 30 million Real Christmas trees are sold each year in the United States. Almost all of these come from Christmas tree plantations. Yeah, where they they (coughs) plant and regrow Christmas trees. They spend years doing it that way to like not just have trees just being chopped down. You can't legally go and chop down your own tree without a license either. Like that's and usually and usually it's uh, uh, preserved pieces of land. Can you chop it down from? Regardless. So it's not like you can just be like, oh, I got a license now. I can just go here and cut. No, you have to. It's specific areas um, and you have to be approved to do it. And I know this is uh, this obviously forest rangers take their jobs very seriously. Yep. And I know this is obviously like late because it's Christmas Eve Eve, but it is still a good reminder. Be very careful buying a real Christmas tree. Very careful for a few reasons. One, if you're not buying it from the right place, there could be animals and spiders specifically brown recluses that grow inside of them and like live inside of them uh where if you if you go to like a licensed very good christmas tree farm they'll they'll help to uh fumigate and, and deal with all of that beforehand two well they, they it, brown recluses don't like a lot of people and farms they um they're very active with their trees and they mm. they talk to them and they they interact yep. with them any any good person with a green thumb they know the value of of treating your plants right yep. as they grow because so they, they do hear you. They if you're cutting you. down your own or you don't know where you're going somewhere else, just be careful. Second part, trees dry out very fast, yep. especially because you have heat. Everything is like closed now and you put your heater on. Heaters, they naturally dry you out. That's why people like get like humidifiers for the wintertime because yeah. um, you don't get a, mu- a lot of moisture in the air and like the yeah, heater comes uh, through. And it evaporates all the moisture. It, it will is. also do that to your trees which will cause, there's so many house fires this time of year. Yeah. And it's like, they show the video every time, every year around Freeport. It takes like, what, 10 minutes for like the whole room to burn to the ground? Yeah. It happens fast. So there's been like, people talk about, 
Make sure you water every day. One. They also say like if you when you first get the tree, fill your tub full of water if the tree can fit, and just soak it in there for a day. And that way, like, can get everything out of there. And also, like, that tree will just soak up all that and it'll be able to withstand. Like, so if you miss a day of, of watering it, it's not the end of the world because it still holds a lot of moisture. Mm-hmm. But just remember to do properly. Also, like, Christmas tree lights, make sure you're probably going to plug them in right. You have the right um, the voltage adapters and um, what am I thinking of? The <laughs> No, the damn... Pagina. The plugins. You know what I'm talking Outlets. about. Yeah, but the for surge protectors Feuds. and <laughs> shoes, son of a bitch. <laughs> surge protectors, all that good stuff. You know what I mean? Do it properly. You don't have to like stack Check your fuses and and plugs on top of plugs. Spark plugs. <laughs> Even if you do Christmas lights, don't put like twelve strings on one. Like Synapses. keep plugging them into each other. Do a couple. That's it. That's all it needs. Light bulbs. Shine shoes. Heat seeking missiles. Um. <laughs> So, um, uh, flabbergasted or whatever you do, things like that. Thanks, man. Not, not a compliment. Not a compliment. Uh, many sods. All right. So, um, but that is a, that is your history lesson. Um, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Jordan, thank you for your very little, uh, interaction. Uh, less is more, I guess. Um, do you want me to tag on grain dish? Cause it's like, it's like five minutes worth. And then you can do your singing. You can make Jordan just read about it. Uh, wow. We'll just do it. it. It's five minutes worth. Thinking. Just to tag on. Jordan reading it is kind of sold me. Yeah, okay. You guys are something else. Here you go, Jordy. Christmas reindeers. We did a mini-sode last year, but we'll tag it onto this Christmas one. reindeers. The understanding of the history of a reindeer on Christmas is to understand the history of Christmas. It is much like the history of jack-o'-lanterns and Halloween. Pagans and Nordic people had many traditions along with winter solstice. (laughs) (laughs) The German and Nordic people would celebrate with tributes to their gods at the head of their pantheon. In the case of Nordic mythology, this meant Odin or Wotan? Did you say it? Wotan. Wotan? (laughs) He was the father of God, and most notably the father of God. He was a mystical hunter that led his warriors in a wild <laughs> I'm a wild hunter. You, you messed up right here. I touched his penis. Sorry, we're we and we're staring at him intently and then like slowly working our way closer to his face. And I was wild my hands up his leg. During too. the winter solstice. Yeah, he was a mythical I may hunter. Have one finger peepee touched his peepee. He was a mythical hunter, Wotan or Wot Odin, right? Famously the, the father of Thor and, and Loki in, in mythology. I'm just kidding. That was for Brandon to piss him off. Uh, <laughs> that lead his warriors on a wild hunt Whatever during the head. winter solstice. Continue. You did miss both. Uh, he would there. he would do so on a reindeer, kind of, sorta. He does that a lot. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you agree Odin, with me? Odin. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Odin used to ride around on a reindeer, famously. Yeah. In his his stories, history yeah. stories. Yeah, and and and. No, he <laughs> had a horse that had eight legs. So I also it was wrote like there. a spider horse. Yep, I wrote it there. Brad is complaining. It's actually true. Of course, Odin had an eight legs is horse this why named Splinter. Really wanted to do this. Partly, <laughs> uh, he also had an eight leg horse named Splinter. Uh, during this time, children would leave boots filled with hay, carrots, <laughs> or other foods, so that Splinter could eat on his hunt. In return, Odin or Wotan would leave uh, gifts. 
Sound familiar? Like, soundy close? Uh, it is time to pin down a timeline for this, but North mythology can be traced back to the 5th century AD. However, many believe the names of the gods were formed around 300 AD yeah, yeah, when the Roman Empire was intermingled with damn near everyone in Europe. Who is St. Nicholas? Brian already touched on that, so we'll, we'll skip by that. Uh, so, still no reindeer at this point through the history of St. Nicholas. Many of that who loved Thor, Love, and Thunder already know this, but there was a Norse god that traveled by uh, being pulled by horned animals. That was the goats. Yeah. Thor was. Thor, was. Thor uh, had two goats. Thor yeah. had two. And he, would, he would eat them and they'd be back the next day. Mm. Thor had two horned goats that would pull him everywhere. Uh, he went named Tansgrisnir and Tansgrishkost, or Teeth Bear and Teeth Grinder. And this is the closest thing I could find animals pulling a sleigh in ancient mythology, you have to imagine. Uh, reindeers have been long associated with Christmas and winter festivities, particularly in Scandinavia and Eastern Europe. It's caribou run wild mm. up there, up north. Reindeer have been Europe. domesticated since the Bronze Age and, at a very res- and are a very resourceful animal, especially during the snowy months. They are mostly docile and have antlers that help ward off danger. Many ancient cultures, and some today, also believe that antlers contain medicinal properties. And that's where reindeer started. Obviously, then you had the stories. I thought I had more to this history. It must have got erased. But as Brandon talked about, the stories of Ru- Rudolph, the writing of the... Um, uh, what is the one you like? <sighs> Christmas Carol. Uh, this night before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they talk about reindeers in there. That's where like it started for Christmas. I don't know where the rest of my notes went. Doesn't matter. Want okay. to piss off so. Brandon with the the fake North mythology for a second? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I like how you had it corrected in there, and you just like you let me correct you, and then you just moved on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I was like, eight-legged spider horse. I wanted to see your reaction. It was like a delayed one. Child of Loki. It. Well, Loki was Odin's child, famously. No, no, no. In the, no, the spider in, horse in mythology, yeah, was a child of Loki. Nope, Loki didn't really have any kids. Um, the world serpent, Frenir, Frenir Wolf. Wolf well, you said no, not, but he used to be a twin, to, and then he Hela. ate. They turned him into Frenir Wolf after was, was Odin's Loki killed Boulder, oldest older son of. Uh, after me dealing with. All right, let's get out of this. Brandon wants to sing you guys a song. Do you want me to play the music first and then let you sing, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's come closer. All right. Love you guys. Love you guys. It's <laughs> the best of an end. Right, right. <laughs> Happy holiday, happy holiday, while the merry bells keep ringing, happy holiday to you. It's the holiday season, 
And Santa Claus is coming around The Christmas snow is white on the ground When old Santa gets into town He'll be coming down the chimney down He'll be coming down the chimney down It's the holiday season And Santa Claus has got a toy For every good girl and good little boy Santa's a great big bundle of joy When he's coming down the chimney down When he's coming down the chimney down He'll have a big fat pack upon his back And a lot of goodies for you and for me So leave a peppermint stick for old Saint Nick Hanging on the Christmas tree It's the holiday season So we'll whoop-dee-doo and dickery-dock and don't forget to hang up your sock Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock He'll be coming down the chimney down He'll be coming down the chimney down He'll have a big fat pack upon his back And lots of goodies for you and for me So leave a peppermint stick for old St. Nick Hanging on the Christmas tree It's the holiday season So whoop-dee-doo and dickery duck, and don't forget to hang up your sock. Cause just exactly at 12 o'clock, he'll be coming down the chimney, coming down the chimney, coming down the chimney down. Happy holiday! Happy holiday while the merry bells keep ringing. Happy holiday to Yeah.